This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. And so I was in study hall one morning, and I overhear Rodney Hansen's brother lean over to a friend. It was first thing in the morning, and he said, before school this morning, I smoked five bowls of gold. Mm. And I thought to myself, oh my God, is he a pirate? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your hosts, comedian and radio personality, Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. All right. How are you feeling? You ready? Ready. We're ready for a show. Ready for a show. (laughs) This is the Y-Tune Shuffle. Your host, Maggie Mayfield, excited to see David Earl Waterman again. And we're in a singing mood. Yeah. I'm feeling great. I want to introduce our guest today, and I'm so glad that she's here. Very funny comedian, producer, writer, Katrina Davis. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Katrina Davis. (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel like there's so many things that you do, but like... You don't brag enough about yourself. She's just like everywhere all the time. You do like seven shows a day. You've got brand new material that just kills every time you go on stage. She's like blushing. I can feel I it. I just tell jokes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brag. Please brag a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, it's been fun since I've been in LA almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, comedy's been great since I moved here. Yeah. So I'm just like, from where? Where'd you move from? Florida. What part of Florida? Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, I love Jacksonville. Do you? Yeah. A lot of people do not. I'm glad you said I had a good experience in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and I had what? an uncle that lived out on Amelia Island. So oh, well, that was yeah, sweet. Amelia that was Island sweet. is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But I, I get you. All right, Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So I grew up there and then moved out here. I just got lucky and moved out here for a job, um, wow. like a social media job. What? Like writing and stuff, but Wait, what does that mean? Like I content write... producer for social media. Yeah, okay, right. So that's what I during do you still the day. Do that? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so I was doing that and moved out here just because I ran out of jobs in Jacksonville, pretty much, <laughs> and happened to be like, oh, this will also be great for comedy. <laughs> like and I just you... got super lucky, and yeah. yeah. The universe was telling you, like, you need to be here. Yeah, and it just yeah. So took... you started comedy in Jacksonville. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? This will be in November. Will be three years. Oh my god! Me too. Hey, girl, what? That's so great. Comedy sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twins. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your first open mic? Yeah. I. It's at Rain Dogs in Jacksonville, Florida. I went every Tuesday for like three months and would just sit in the back and watch everyone for three hours and then not say anything and leave and like and it was like one day i'm gonna put my name on that list but i just kept chickening out every day and finally a guy came up to me that i'm friends with another comic and he was like are you a comic like i think everyone (laughs) because it's like not uh, the comedy community is growing now but there's probably what like a dozen of us maybe that go to like the same mics all week so i'm sure people were like who is that does anyone know this girl that just keeps standing (laughs) in the back and watching us all and then leaving like a weirdo so he was like why are you here and i was like oh i'm gonna tell jokes one day and he was like okay and then i finally went up one day and then How'd it go? It was good. And then that night, I just wrote new jokes all night. Like, I just kept getting up and emailing myself new jokes. And even though it was terrifying, I was like, great, now I have to go back and see if these work. (laughs) Isn't that the trick? And it just kept happening, right? So it's just like, I kept having to see if that stuff was funny. And so I just kept going back because of that. I was like, this is terrifying, but I have to do this now. Yeah. (laughs) It's in your blood. You got bit. You got bit hard. What's Rain Dogs like? What what kind of club is that? Comedy? It's a bar that has a show venue, kind of like a stage in the back. Mm-hmm. So people have shows and stuff there. And they have a mic every Tuesday called Hot Potato. It's awesome. I love you guys. And it was like the mic I started at. And then all my friends have shows back there too. So then my other friends that have music shows yeah. would put me on as like intermission. Like I've done like 10 Wonderful. minutes just like standing on top of an amp because there's like three <laughs> drum sets set up. <laughs> 
and I'm just like, hey, you guys, um, they'll be back in a second, yeah. but I'm going to tell some I'm jokes. make you laugh. <laughs> who was the friend that was like, who are you? Are you a comic? Oh, I was uh, Chafin. This guy. Uh-huh. Chafin? Chafin? Yeah, that's like, we call him Chafin. He's great. Is he still, <laughs> He's very is nice. he still in Florida? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They oh. also tell jokes. Everybody I hope jokes. so. A lot of us have moved out here. Like, some of us moved to New York. Some of us live out here now. Like, I have two friends that I met there mm-hmm. that live out here now. What was your experience like coming to L.A.? And starting to get acclimated to the comedy scene here. Well, I did the same kind of thing. I started because I started my job. Yeah. And was like finding a place to live and like, you know, sleeping on an air mattress and whatever. The rite of passage. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a wuss. I did it for like a month. I was just like waiting for stuff to get here. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, okay, so I'll go like one night a week. So every Tuesday I would go to the open mic, the MI West Side open mic that Felicia folks hosts that she's now like my best friend. I was going to say, you and Felicia are like tight. Yeah. (laughs) So like I went there every and I would never get pulled. So we now Felicia and I have a joke because she thought that she was like, there's no way this girl does comedy because there's no way she would be coming. She thought I just loved comedy because I would come there and not get pulled, but I would uh, still stay. Yeah. I would stay till the end every time. Wow. And then Chris Gorbos that works there, uh-huh. would, like we got to have a joke where he would like be like Heineken. And I would go, yep. And he would be like, you get called? And I would go, nope. And I would just sit there and drink a beer and watch the whole show. Aww. And so, um, yeah, I finally got pulled and then... Like, you know, but that was the one mic, the only mic I went to for however long until I and that was wasn't afraid of, what LA of other comedy things. was like. Yeah. And then one of my <sighs> friends, actually, Jessica Mears, who I know from Jacksonville that moved to New York, but now lives out here. Mm-hmm. She came here from New York and was like, hey, I'm going to the, um, up to the comedy store. Meet me there. And I was too afraid to tell her that I had never been there and was afraid because I lived here for like six months or something at that point. So I was like, okay, cool. And was actually terrified to even go oh, in there. Yeah. But yeah, so I go there now all the time. And like I've been on Kill Tony a couple of times. And I got you pulled on great. potluck a couple of times. So I go awesome. there on Mondays all the time now. Actually, whenever I can. So That's great. But yeah, I was like terrified to go there too. I'm afraid of everything. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's beautiful though is that like she's scared, but you still go. You still do Eventually, it. Eventually, yeah. yeah. How do you like overcome that fear? Like what? what's your process to just do it? Doesn't mean things just always end up happening that force me to do it. Like Jessica texts me and I was like, well, I'm not going to tell her that like what I'm going to be like, no, I'm afraid. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll meet you. And then all that day I was like, great. I got to go there after work. Like so <laughs> scared. Mm. Like just terrified, but yeah, and then I'll just do it. But I think it does kind of help me because every time something like that happens, I'm just like, I can't mess this up. I can't not not be funny. I have to be funny now. (laughs) It just makes me do it. (laughs) So that I think it works out okay most of the time. (laughs) I would say you're doing just fine. Do you have big family, brothers, sisters? No, I'm an only child. Yep. And then my parents live in Florida, and I was born in Baltimore, so everybody else lives there, pretty much. Whoa! How'd you get? How did that happen? uh, My dad worked for a. A train company called CSX. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Used to be Chessie's system when I was little. Wow. You know the train lines. Not many people know the train Um, lines. Their logo was a cat. I was obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, my dad worked for them for like his whole his whole working life. Like he just retired a couple years ago from like 40 years. He worked there or something. But they opened like a CSX branch or whatever in Jacksonville and a bunch of people from Baltimore all moved out like us like the lady that babysat me like all these people all moved down yeah Yeah. at the same time I don't even know how trains work does he drive the train no well it's funny because like he's old enough to where like he's in the union so he's done everything there so he used to like put in railroad spikes and then when I was little, oh. he used to count the train cars like he had an old binary screen that would scan the trains and like the cargo or something. Uh-huh. I just remember him like taking me there once and saying that. I don't know. But he's done every like. And then when he retired, he worked in customer service. So he was just like uh-huh. a grouchy old man. Uh-huh. <laughs> but not so at fun. home. Was oh, no. It's just like funny hearing a... A sixty-year-old man complain about customer service stuff. Like he works at Hulu. Like just hearing his version of like, and this lady, she just doesn't understand. And I'm just like, uh, okay, Dad. Like, 
Well, what about your mom? What does your mom do? She works in, they're so, everyone just like does desk stuff, but she no. uh, works in HR. So okay. she, but it's awesome because she does like union stuff. So she mm. f- like flies around and does negotiations for union, like between the union and the companies. Okay. Awesome. So all the, like all the different unions. Yeah, like, so not she has like certain, specifically. No, like, like oh, for um, like the plumbers. No, union the people like, that um, it's a company that they put together cars. The people that like assemble okay. cars. Those United unions. Auto Workers. Yeah, like United unions Auto Workers. Yeah. Then she works for the company that they work for. But yeah, like she works between mediator. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. guys have a lot of family dinners? Like, what was it like growing up? Well, they both. Well, my mom was in school my whole life, almost. Really? So yeah. So like, she had a college degree, but then she got a master's, and then in HR, she got all these certifications. So I used to just hang out with her at various schools around Jacksonville, basically. Whoa. And then she started teaching to make more money to buy more school. <laughs> And so she's always like had two jobs and school and all this yeah. stuff. And I would just go to her, go with her to all these places, like riding around at night, like hanging out at everyone's graduation, eating cake. And, like, just... You're like, this is what school is. I want to go to school and forever. So, so like yeah. do that stuff. Or my dad would like bowl at night and I would dance or like go to the Y or okay. I, or I would just like walk. And then when I got older, I would just like walk home and hang out by myself all day and like eat dinner and watch Judge Judy. <laughs> like, like uh when i was all american person <laughs> well like i used to da- i danced my whole life until i was like 18 but one time when i was like 11 i was like dad you're supposed to take me to dance and he was like i'm bowling i was like you're supposed to take me to dance <laughs> and he was like i'm not leaving and can- he was like we'll go in my top drawer and get out a 20 and call a cab Oh, yeah. And he like came to my house and I just like this tiny girl comes out with a dance bag and I could see this man like hesitate to like, should I be driving this person alone? And I just like yeah. slid my dance bag in and was like, take me to this dance studio. Wow. I got to go to dance class. Do you remember how much it cost? That's what I was thinking. It must have been so cheap because like he wouldn't have had like that much, like that much emergency money. So it must have been like t- maybe 40 bucks that I took like tops two twenties, but probably one twenty. Uh-huh. He took me like down the street because I was going to walk. And he was like, no, you're not. You're not walking, but I'm yeah. going to be bowling and not take you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, the, 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 right. Like I so love funny. my dad, but like he has so many activities and it's basically like you are hanging out while I do this. So I hope you <laughs> like hanging out alone on playgrounds because like he would take me because he, he used to play tennis so i would play hang out on playgrounds but he would play till like 10 o'clock at night and uh-huh. like all the other kids were gone and i would just play like, on this like my bedtime dad like they would shut the lights off on the playground so i would just play in the dark oh and God. one time he got really mad at me he was like why are you playing in the dark i was like what i'm gonna stop playing like you didn't stop playing yeah. I'm gonna- <laughs> i wonder if that alone time i mean being a, an only child and then that story in and of itself i mean did you have an imagination when that was happening that you were alone on that playground where were you in your mind when that was happening? I don't I probably did make up a bunch of stuff I used to well even thinking about this I used to memorize songs so I could play them in my head when I got bored mm-hmm. and like memorize movies so I could play them in my head before I went to sleep Interesting. and yeah. stuff like that so I was always trying to like embed information in my head that I liked that I could tap into whenever I didn't like what was going on. That's like a neurological thing called imprinting. They say that if you watch a movie and you want to be a writer and you want to write movies, watch the movie and and write the script on your own hand and eyes, like opening scene, and it actually imprints on Uh. your brain that that your brain is capable of writing a script. More useless information and wasted airtime. That's (laughs) helpful. It's called imprinting. My friend Steve Lava taught it to me, a writing partner of mine. Well, I like it in terms of script writing because I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you just sit there, watch (laughs) the movie, and write the script as you're watching it. You can pause it and just get the whole thing out in your words. Oh, wow. Just the stage direction, sun comes up. Car beeps horn, all that stuff. I'm totally going to try that. I know. That's the name of my next movie, Sun Comes Up, Car Beeps Horn. (laughs) I think it's going to be a winner. (laughs) I like it. The whole script's written in haikus. I want (laughs) to. Well, you said you would memorize like movies and music. Can we dive into song number one? Mm. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. (laughs) All right, Katrina. 
Hitting a home run at the first song. <laughs> why? Yeah, why? why? So when I was in fourth grade, I had a music teacher that did not like me at all. But she was just like, you know, teachers that don't respond well to the class clown. So I wasn't like her favorite student or anything, but she we did this song one day like she would just play songs and then we would sing them out of the book. And I was just became obsessed with this song. I was just like, this is amazing. And my dad loved Stevie Wonder. Uh-huh. And like, I kind of came home and was like, Dad, have you ever heard this song? And he was like, that's Stevie Wonder. Like, he's great. And so like, he started yeah, playing all this stuff. But I kind of did that with this song. And for the rest of the day, was just singing this song in my head over and over again. And the so horns happy. and yeah. everything. Yeah. Like, I just love that song. It's so good. Yeah. David, do you have a song like that where you came home and you're like, Mom, Dad, have you ever heard this before? <laughs> well, my my parents were both so super into music is that mm-hmm. it, they were constantly sharing their influences from like the late 50s, early 60s. And so I was informed by them a lot. They knew. Yeah. And I kind of followed suit. My dad got into musical theater, but... I yeah, think- I don't. I don't know if I introduced any songs to my parents except uh, "You Sexy Thing" by Hot Chocolate, uh-huh. and that was my stepmom. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you should be listening to that. <laughs> if she only knew now. I don't find that appropriate at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sexy thing. <clears throat> I had one like that. It was the knack, my Sharona. Ah, Ooh, there we go. And I came home. I was like, Dad, this song is great. He's like, I know. And for Christmas <laughs> that know. year, we got each other the CD. And so we went That's over. I know. Adorable. And that, and that's totally adorable. So that was our, like, my dad and my moment with the song. <laughs> I know. Nice. You and your dad. So you would go to work with him a lot. Did you guys ever? Oh, no. That was like a take your daughter to work thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I more hung out with, like, my mom. Okay. I was always, like, with, I was either with her or at dance or by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who were your friends? Like, who did you hang out with? I got along with people at school and everything pretty much. Like, I always kind of had friends and had bullies, like, both at, a, at an even balance. Yeah, good, good you know? for you. Good yeah. for you, yeah. Like, enough people to hate you to keep you from being a jerk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, I had just friends from dance, like, people that I danced with I'm still friends with and, yeah. you know, all of that. Yeah, even in the high school, even when I hung out with different groups of people, all the girls I, were girls that, like, I danced with and stuff. So that and then just all the friends that I didn't have from activities were always rougher around the edges. Hmm, How so? (laughs) What do you mean? Just like uh, I had the group of guy friends that sometimes they wouldn't invite me to stuff. And I'd be like, they're being Hmm. so lame. And then later (laughs) I would like see them on the news and be like, oh, that's why they didn't invite Ah. me. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They were... um, Yeah, you sound like in school, in high school, that you were pretty put together, your head was screwed on straight, not really a drinker, I mean, I used to kind of, like, party responsibly. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I would would tell my mom I was staying the night at uh, this one, like, my one best friend's house all the time. Uh, this girl, Heather, and uh, she would eventually one day she was like, you just tell me you're staying the night at Heather's so I won't freak out and like worry where you are all night, don't you? I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah. She like, she just like wanted to know something, but I would be like sleeping in the back of my Jeep somewhere, like watching like the sunrise, like by the beach or whatever. But, (laughs) but that's like, even with dance and stuff, we would all go out and party, but we were like, dude, we got to make practice. We're going to get in trouble. And we would all like sleep in the parking lot and like wake up at like seven o'clock and do stadiums and stuff. And be like, this was a horrible idea. (laughs) But you, you, you got it done. You did. Yeah. Yeah. What was a night like? Just hanging out on the beach, bonfires, and like hanging out on people's docks, like a drinking, <laughs> hanging out on people's docks on the river. Yeah, the house parties. Sometimes house okay. parties got yeah. kind of crazy. Like what house parties for do? me. Like we were. I was so lame in high school. Uh, I don't think <sighs> I knew that people partied and like. I, th- I remember the very first party I ever went to. It was a cast party for the Crucible. We did the Crucible, and it was on Halloween, and I show up, and I'm all excited to see my friends, and we've been working really hard, and everyone started drinking and then playing Twister, and this one girl, Trisha, got so mad, she lost, so she went into the back bedroom and came out naked with the Twister board around her, and I was like... I don't belong here. Like, You're is... the real Hester like, Prynne. Oh man, uh, this is this is pretty intense. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do that. And my friend, like, we were de- we were weird. We would like make music 
You know, like nice. that's what we would do. Just See, like, right. And yeah. that's the thing is like I would go to parties with I had a bunch of different groups of friends. So yeah. I would go to parties with people, but also like mm. my best friend Lindsay and I would uh, go to Radio Shack in the mall <laughs> and I would learn songs by ear on the keyboards. That's cool. And That's we would so like funny. play like Lean On Me for all the guys playing at Radio Shack. I like, got one time we turned around because all the keyboards were in the back and it got to the point where they knew us. Like we would like just nonchalantly walk to the back and then you would just like hear the keyboards. <laughs> Like moments later, and we looked to like the the little center of the store, and there was a guy holding up a lighter. Oh like, wow, that's great! See, before the the Apple Store, there was, there was Radio, Radio Shack. Shack. Man, I used to play with the keyboard in Radio Shack all the time. That was one thing my dad, uh, like my dad, got me when I was really little. Like before we moved to Florida, we went to a garage sale in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and he got me a keyboard, and it was super broken. Uh, like all of the like knobs like what you need on that board to turn all those knobs were gone so just the sharp prong was left oh, yeah. so I had to turn up like the base and everything with a rag because <laughs> it would hurt your finger to like turn up the volume and stuff and it had the big heavy mm-hmm. adapter plug for the wall but it was too heavy like it would fall out of the wall so I had to play it with my foot holding the oh plug into God, the wall and I would just like play you didn't be like, care you were like this is the no, best no I would be like dad I learned how to play blinded by the light like I <laughs> blinded by the light I learned how to play blinded wow. by the light on that keyboard wow <laughs> do you play any other instruments no like I wish I had a keyboard now but I used to learn song like play I yeah. can figure out songs by ear if I have enough time wow, but I don't incredible. know I don't even know the right fingers I just know like I it had Whoever had it before had taped the letter, the, you know, like ABCD. A, B, C, D, yeah. And so I'd write those down in a book. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason I even knew that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. That's like some serious talent to be Especially able to Especially with yeah. the foot holding in the giant I know. wall adapter. It's That's dedication. That's that's pre-showbiz. I was like Make elementary school yoga was just me holding up <laughs> my <laughs> leg with that adapter in the wall. Song number two. Number two. <laughs> That's the Almond Brothers. Um, I don't even know where I found. I just like I think downloaded a bunch of Almond Brothers songs Mm. on a like BitTorrent in college. Oh my god, I remember that. And then found this song was in there, and so it. I used to just play. I had an Almond Brothers CD that I used to play driving back and forth between Gainesville and Jacksonville Mm. when I went to UF. And I don't know. I just like really like that song. Talk, Talk about UF. What is that? Oh, I went to University of Florida in Gainesville and go Gators. I would get <laughs> murdered if I didn't say that. Um, Did you graduate? Yeah. Nice. Uh, advertising. Okay. Beautiful. So, yeah. I just picked it because I like TV. Like, I went down <laughs> I went down the list of available majors, and I was like, oh, I like TV. And I like buildings, and I was, so I was an architecture major for a day, but the D1 class is uh, very intimidating. Uh-huh. And so I switched majors like the yeah. next day. It was like I can't do this. Yeah, but wow. yeah. So good you... choice. <laughs> yeah, look at you now. <laughs> yeah. So you lived at home and drove to school. No, I lived in Gainesville. Like I would come back weekend sometimes. Okay. So whenever I would, it's like an hour and a half back. Oh, okay. And You're so like I, I got laundry back. to do. No. Well, that's the thing. I was that <laughs> kid that like never came home. Uh-oh. Like I never, and it was super close. Even when I lived, because when I graduated, I moved. The, I ended up getting a job in Jacksonville, so I moved back home. I live like 15 minutes from my parents. I never, we would talk on the, I talked to my mom on the phone every day, but like I never went to their house. So that, that you downloaded it while you were in college? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that was, that was what you were into in college, music-wise? I've always jumped around jumped to stuff. Around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just get in like moods. Because the other song, I almost picked uh, 
but it's by this band called Real Estate. It's called <laughs> It's Real, and that has lyrics, but it kind of does the same thing in my brain, where it's just like this nice driving song that I always play. And I don't know. I don't even know what kind of mood to describe them in when I think of being in the song. But it's like a nice dreamy state, like good mood, contentness. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Like when a lot of us, I think, jump around, you know. And, and if somebody I'm asks me, what, what are you it. into? It's like it's I difficult know. for me to say, what time is I it know. today? And, and with the Allman <laughs> Brothers in particular, periodically during my life, I've been sort of aligned with a person that loved Allman Brothers or whatever. I'm yeah. still learning about the Allman Brothers. Same, yeah. You know, and that's a beautiful thing, really, when you think about, like, there's still so much more to learn about this band that's been really kind of over, well, never over, but seriously had its time a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. my mom's I favorite like band. That. We did really? family, oh. yeah, family clean night, and if it was mom's turn to pick the music, we would listen to Allman Brothers on repeat. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so funny. This is, um, this is what you were downloading in school. Like, did you, you lived on campus? I lived on campus the first year, and then I moved to an apartment, but... I could still walk to class yeah. and everything. Who, are your, um, who was your roommate or roommates? I had... Talk about your dorm. What was that like? My <laughs> dorm roommate, I had two different roommates. So I had a roommate and then I switched roommates in the middle of the year because there was the girls across across the hall from us fought so bad that one of them was going to have to move out. So I uh, volunteered to stay with the crazier one. Oh, God. And so we wow. became roommates. But we got along like the whole time. It was cool. But yeah. she it's kind of crazy. It was great. What do you but mean? then, <laughs> But like the girl that, uh, like give you an example, the girl that we switched because me and my roommate were awesome already. Sarah Mack, what up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and my roommate already got along so we were cool and I was like, I'm gonna, I was like, you know, I'm like the only one that in this floor of like 20 girls that kind of gets along with the other girls. So like, come on. She was like, okay. Like kind of because she was going to take a fall too and switch for the other girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, that girl had a probably knee high triangle of Ferrero Rocher, those like chocolate covered balls. You know oh, what I'm talking yes. about? Yes, she yes. has the biggest pyramid of Ferrero Rocher I've ever seen. I don't even know where you buy these. Like I don't know if Costco has them at Christmas. I've never seen this many Ferrero Rochers at one time. And she would ne- she would eat them one at a time, like one a week, and she would never share any of them with what? anyone. Oh Lord. <laughs> and it drove me crazy. <laughs> Like, I just want one. Did you and ask? So everyone, no, like people would like. <laughs> so it just became this like gag to me where anytime anything happened with her, they would be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, they would have their little like disagreements. I was like, yeah, and she doesn't share Ferrero Rocher. So what can you really expect from a person like that? Like, <laughs> like my roommate would be like, yeah, my roommate's crazy, but your roommate won't even share Ferrero Rocher. It's like there's so many. There's oh my God. the wafers are stale at the bottom. Like, why aren't you giving? all of these away where was it stacked like on top underneath of- her bed she had them underneath her bed and she would like take it out and take like one <laughs> and then put it back and just sit oh. and there then and she'd and like check it. on the wall while she had like, a conversation with you while eating and just be like you have 150 of those and you're never gonna give one of them to any of us it was <laughs> so, so weird that, that it was they- very funny all right david song number three number three I'm going to say that about every song, obviously. <laughs> not Eric. Not Eric B. And no, no Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Okay, okay, I couldn't catch it. Yeah. Tribe Called Quest. This is cool. Where'd you find it? Um, Probably around the same time. Maybe right before I went to college. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I... Just this song in particular, but I was trying to pick even a, tri- a Tribe Called Quest song, and it was between this and Check the Rhyme, because when I heard Check the Rhyme on the radio and Q-Tip says 100% intelligent black child, uh-huh. it was like the first time I had ever heard someone rap about something that I could also say, and it wasn't a lie. Yeah. Like, I yeah. never heard someone brag about being smart before in a rap song, yeah. and so I just in general started 
looking for i feel like i was bad at looking for music when i was in high school so that's like i feel like i found mm-hmm. like friends that taught me how to lime wire and then i was like music yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah of course so, that's yeah. yeah for sure and then i don't know like the beat of this song for some reason makes me think of baltimore even though i didn't find it there or anything like that like no, i don't right. know why but yeah i mean you said 100 percent smart black child right yeah, intelligent. intelligent yeah and, another, yeah. and then I mean, maybe that just brings you back to like your roots, you know, and because you were born in Baltimore and like they're not from there or anything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, they're not from there or anything. But it was just nice to hear someone like even being younger and kind of being one of those kids that was like, oh, you're you're the white girl from Mm. like white kids and black kids, but just not fully being accepted. So hearing someone in the black community support something like that was like I know you guys hate me but did you guys hear that song like did you guys hear what that guy said (laughs) it kind of felt like there was somebody on my like somebody out there saying something even if it was something that nobody around me was even listening to because that wasn't even necessarily hip-hop as opposed to rap what people were responding to when we were younger even like because we were younger and it was just like like Juvenile was super cool. Hot Boys were super cool. Just the kind of rap music that right. kids were listening to if you were only listening to what was on the radio. Right. And so it was like, I found that. And it was just like, there are black people out there that aren't like uh, most of the black people that don't like me here right now. So you felt like people in your own community didn't like you? Yeah. Oh, well, it was like, uh, not everybody, but definitely just, even just being the kid that which we'll talk about this later but like listening to different kinds of music or listening to like fiona apple and my stuff or just talking the way i talk whatever it's like the goth kid it's like it's like the skater punk who's in a country setting yeah being it was not so much a race thing and it it wasn't that that you stood out like a sore thumb the things that i was into yeah like being like one me and my best friend were like the two girls that wore like vans t-shirts you're a weirdo and stuff That's like that. <laughs> or like wearing yeah or just like uh wearing clothes uh being into like yeah just yeah. being into like being like the girl that wore like yeah that black girl that wears a puka shell necklace that girl nice, <laughs> nice. so yeah maybe it just like grounded you in the sense of identity that you were still kind of discovering maybe well, it was kind of like weird because you would get made fun of by people who didn't really know you technically. They would just like yeah. see you walking around school and just be like, yeah, I don't like I that ass- girl. I assume. Yeah, yeah, I don't like what's going on over there. Yeah. And then you had friends that still didn't completely understand it. Like some friends were like, it's okay, Katrina. Like, you're our friend. Like, you're just white. And it was like, well, not no. really. What? The yeah. suburbs are hard. I, yeah, I totally <laughs> get it. And it not it hard is. at all. But like, I just mean you have to be, you're like, you're the one person that yeah. has to like, like and I feel you. right and i feel like bad not bad but like weak for not always like sometimes you just get tired and you're just like yeah you know whatever. i can't help but but chime <laughs> in on this cont- contextually for all young kids that might be feeling to some degree judged questioned or whatever the bottom like you line said, there's all versions of that there yeah, is all like versions of it but, but i more you can't say it enough to young people and and you know if, if it should happen that there's someone listening to the show that's like yeah i kind of feel that way <laughs> that's because you're a walking talking piece of art you know, when your mind starts checking everything out and you start to, you know, identify with all different kinds of things, you're you're a piece of art, like mm-hmm. it or not. And people have the right, and they're always not so nice about it. I don't like that painting. I don't like that sculpture. Mm. And so to think of yourself as a, oh, as a yeah. walk and talk object- piece of art. Yeah, people are objective. You're, 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 you're like so many comedians, so many talented people. You're just letting it all come in. And yeah. then you're letting it all out at the same time. Yeah. That's why I tell like some. You can get my book, How to Like Yourself (laughs) and the Things That You Did, by going to YTunesShuffle at gmail.com. I'm sorry. I love hearing myself talk. Please, Katrina, go on. (laughs) No, I agree with that because I even say, like, I feel sometimes now people, certain people not liking you or what you do is an indicator that you're on the right track. Mm -hmm. Not even that they have to be this alternative evil or anything, but if you just see someone that's so different from what you would do anything, anyway, sometimes you're like, oh, why would you like that? This is nothing that you would like because we're totally different and that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we forget sometimes like we have to go to bed with ourselves every night and have to be proud of the choices that we make every day and, you know, forget that guy that is 
not yeah. happy with himself when he yeah. goes to bed. So I am so lucky that I have the dad that I have. My dad um, had had these posters in his office. He was a health education teacher in high school and a gym teacher, and he had this uh, Peter Max painting. Peter Max was an artist back in the '60s. And it was two roosters looking at each other. One of the roosters had the, the classic comb on top of its head. And the other rooster had a real comb, like a hair comb oh, on wow. its head. And at the bottom of the poster said, dare to be different. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of influences. Yeah. Know, and yeah. like my dad, even with that, because I remember being younger and talking to my dad and being like, dad, like all these girls, like, you know, are, you know, messing with me every day, yeah. calling me white girl or Oreo or whatever and like trying to fight <laughs> me or whatever. And he was like, oh, people do that to me at work, too. He was like, people at work uh, think uh, like try, you know, back when he was like younger or whatever, tried to give him stuff for like, oh, like, why are you like cool with all those white guys? Like, why don't you sit with us every day? And he was like, I sit with whoever I want. Like, he yeah. was like, he was like, you just he was like, just you don't have to pay them any attention. Like, yeah, who cares? And yeah. I was just like. Oh, yeah. I forgot about not caring as an option. Mm. <laughs> so hard, though. Yeah. Oh, snap. Did yeah. you guys remember not caring? Like, yeah, seventh right. grade. Like, because you're in seventh grade, you're like, oh, wait. Everything is so important. <laughs> yeah, yes. you, you haven't even learned how to care yet. You know? yeah. Everything matters. <laughs> it does. It does yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Song number four. Wow. Rolling. Oh, oh my God. Rolling. Oh, my river. Let's One more game. Listen. Listen to the story now. I left a good job in the city. Working for the man every night and day. But I never lost one minute of sleep. Then I was worried about the way the thing might have been. Big wheel keep on turning. David is wow. He's feeling it. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. That's so good. White <laughs> Jones connection here. Oh, big time. Big time. Always, though, right? I, I mean, this is what this is all about. We're always connected. This is great. Uh, so how did you discover this? Uh, do you remember where you heard it the first okay, time? Okay, so my mom sung this song in a lip-syncing contest. <laughs> I was in, like, second grade. She worked at a cable company, uh-huh. and at their... It was either their Halloween, I think it was their Halloween party or Christmas party or something like that. They had this huge lip syncing contest and the prize was like $500 or something like that. And her and her department got super into it and they practiced in this lady's basement every day for like two months. It oh was not every day, but like every weekend. Yeah. We would go to this lady's house and they would practice for hours. And my mom was Tina uh, and uh, uh, her friend was Ike and they had the Ikeettes and like everyone uh, came every day and they won. They and it was away. awesome. Yeah. My mom got this crazy gold dress from French Novelty. Like she had, <laughs> like my mom. She, I say she has a big hair, bigger heart. Like her hair is so big and it was so long when I was little. And I remember like, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to go. I was so little, I couldn't go to the party. So they let me watch the tape, but she was like shaking her head. And like, it was the, like everyone that night was freaking out. My dad was like, I've never seen your mom do anything like that in my life. It was crazy. (laughs) So I love that song just because it makes me think of like my mom performing, like, I listened to like her friend Miss Amy that we used to hang out with her and her chihuahua all day. She played the drums, like fake drums. <laughs> it was great. It was such that was really fun. So I used to watch them practice this song for like, you know, a crunched intense amount of time. It must have been yeah. the late eighties, right? Like, no, it was like the nine uh maybe like ninety two. Yeah, close, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I broke loose in eighty six on a lip sync contest. I did David Byrne <laughs> once in a lifetime. Oh my god, it was so because we rehearsed that stuff. Yeah, it's they a big were, show. I remember being young and being like, You guys are really into this for adults. Like oh, I Lord. like I supported them, but I was like, My mom super cares about fake singing this song it was yeah. <laughs> it was like cool how much they cared it was so but it, was, it really because like even my dad talking about like her performing like because my mom's kind of uh 
just like in rules and does you know what you're supposed to do and and so even just for her to be into something like, i was like yeah okay cool like, it's, cool. it's yeah. a ritual i mean it that's how fun. we can you know i can never be that do that but in a lip sync it's just it's real it's so real and, and she um, won i mean that's that, that, on, yeah what was the what so what about this song for you david well it's my stepdad was an r&b singer in upstate new york he uh he was he did r&b um he happened to be a black guy, my stepfather. Yeah, and so talk about white and black. Uh, when we would go out as a family, he had three kids coming into the marriage. My mom had three kids coming into the marriage, so we were the black Aww. and white Brady Bunch. <laughs> of course, we'd go out to, to Ponderosa Steakhouse, and the waitress would be like, oh, are you a group home? Oh. You know, and my mom would get really upset. So it just I get super influenced by my stepfather and his music. You know, he would re- write and record his own R&B music. And this was just one of the songs that, that he influenced. So awesome. But it's such a great song. And also Creedence Clearwater Revival yes. did a version of this song ah. as well. But when, when Ike and Tina are talking, you know, listen to the story now. You know, I just it's just always an amazing collaboration. It's just so timeless and so she's so epic. great. I, and listening just, to the yeah. song even makes me think of listening to her talk. I love how she talks. She oh, talks yeah. all fast like this. Like I feel yeah. like her cadence is very <laughs> yeah. like yeah. just. I don't know. I love her so much. We're gonna start out doing it nice and easy. Yeah, like and I we're gonna turn around. We're gonna do it nice. I Listen love to the story how she now. talks. It's so oh, great. Yeah, yeah, Tina. And she taught Mick Jagger how to dance. Wow. That's the true story. I Tina was, Turner taught him. That's how he got all. Well, because I was yeah. watching a thing and it was this old, I don't know if it was a BBC thing or it was some kind of like old televised rock thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the Stones when they were super young yeah. and James Brown when he was really young. And Mick Jagger was talking about how they were backstage and they were like, why did they put us on after him? That was at the, like, Santa, Mon- that was at the Santa Monica the Forum right down there in and Santa they, Monica. And yeah, so it was yeah. him talking about it later. And so they showed the tape of like James Brown going and then him right after. And it's like the first time you see him like starting to do some of like wow. him. He, he had so to, great. yeah, yeah. Was, that's what he kind of said he was like what was i supposed to do following james James brown Brown. (laughs) and the stones knew they knew the influences they knew what they were trying to emulate yeah Yeah, make make their you know their own versions yeah oh my god that's a famous concert show that that i can't remember the santa monica stadium yeah but there were all these like amazing people on and they're like babies yeah real young real young huge show james brown's so skinny (laughs) so skinny Uh and you talk about how you were influenced by tribe called quest you know just in terms of 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 who you are as a person and 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 where you're you know james brown did the same thing for my stepfather let me jump back and kiss myself. Oh, you know, it's like, come on, folks. You know, it's just, it's always been happening. Yeah, even just to hear someone else have that kind of confidence mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. now something that we think of is like, oh, why wouldn't you be that way? But I yeah. feel it like hasn't sometimes. always been that yeah. way. Yeah, for sure. It's important, I think, to share those experiences. Lucky to find them, too. Like, a lot, not a lot of people make that connection. Yeah. You know, like, they're talking to me, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, what great tunes. <laughs> We're not done, sir. We I, know, I know, oh, I know. I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> Give me five. Oh, 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 oh. Wait for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I used to rock out so hard in my family room to this song. Me too! <laughs> okay, ladies. You have the floor. Let the old man step back here. Oh my goodness. Okay, so no doubt. This brings us 16. to 1996. So oh. great. This is both my and Maggie's first CD. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa! Talk about a Y-Tunes connection. Yeah. So awesome. So this CD is the reason I got my own CD player because wow. my mom came into the family room and like I could play till like I think nine or 10 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. And so I would play until nine or 10 o'clock every night. Yeah. And she came in one night to tell me that I had like, she was like, it's nine or 10. And she was like, I can't listen to that CD anymore. <laughs> and she bought me a CD player. <laughs> so I got like a Walkman or something like, or like a boombox or something. Yeah, yeah. Did you um did you buy this yourself or was it gifted to you? I think either I probably like used an FYE gift card or mm-hmm. something like that or yeah. like a bet was Best Buy around yet? 
One of those. I know, yeah. I, that's Circuit another, City. Oh my gosh. Maybe. I yeah. used to hang out in FYE so much. Really? And I, no, it probably wasn't. I don't know if everybody was around when Tower I bought this. Probably like, one yeah. of those. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like the same part, but before it was FYE. But my yeah. friend, one of my other best friends, Shannon, Nanu, she lives in San Does she live in San Diego? She lives in California somewhere. But she <laughs> worked at FYE all through high school. So oh, I basically lived in there. FYE, yep. hanging out with her in yep. the back. And, uh, <laughs> and her manager, Jace, he was awesome. And we would just hang out in there all day. Yeah, I remember. I think I was sixteen. Also, That's so good. No, I was. Well, I was younger. Yeah, I was much younger. I was much younger. I, I loved because I just because I used to carry around this. If like we went to Baltimore and I had like my Walkman, my bag was just like stacked with CD cases because yeah. I didn't have an actual CD that case yet. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I would use the actual cases, and it was like this yeah. Fiona Apple, like. <laughs> Love. I got it from, it was gifted to me at my birthday party, and I was still living in New Jersey at the time, so my parents, I think, were still together, where they hadn't separated yet, so I had to be 11, 10, mm-hmm. maybe 12. That's what I was thinking, like 12, 13, yeah. yeah. And Marissa Benson bought it for me, and I was like, what is this? And I was like, this is weird. Uh, All right. And then I remember everyone left, and I think that was the year I got my own CD player also, and oh I was like, gosh, this whole CD, oh, it's so great. Mm-hmm. And so I was obsessed with her, obviously, mm-hmm. like a billion other people were. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was super I into was, her when I was younger. My sister got the offspring for her Ooh, first CD. that's a good one. And I remember thinking that sound, I was just chasing that sound. I was about that, to like, say, weird just distortion like, sound, yeah. Angry. I got, well, like, and the offspring, I feel, was like a goofier version of that. Like, yeah. they were more, like, lighthearted with stuff, but yeah. Pretty fly for a white guy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> On TRL for so long, oh my God, watching forever. it get retired. But yeah, like that, oh, man. Yeah. But then the other side, I would listen to that, but then I would also like listen to like Incubus. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> the girl that lived behind me had a Incubus poster, and we would just like stare at Brandon Boyd. <laughs> she was like, one day I'm going to marry Brandon Boyd, and I was like, I bet you will. That was every, every girl ever. I believe you. But then Eminem came along, and everyone was like, Brandon Boyd who? Oh my God. <laughs> No, no, not for you. No. You never got into him? No, not, I, like, I definitely never had a crush on Eminem. Okay, that's okay. I wasn't, yeah, no. More crushing for me, then. I had a crush on Adrian, the drummer from No Doubt. Okay. He's super dreamy. And Dave Grohl. Yeah. I still love Dave me, Grohl. same. Right. Oh, my goodness, his teeth are so big. <laughs> He's beautiful. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> One of, I was in Miami for work, and we were leaving a bar, and this girl who was like not as versed with anything. She was like this very sweet, um, sheltered girl who didn't really know uh-huh. references. And she was like, I was a guy at that bar, and I think he's in that band that's really angry. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so we are talking like five minutes trying to guess. And she was like, Nirvana? And I was like, oh. she was like, but the dark-haired one. I was like, if you tell me that I just miss Dave, Dave Grohl right oh, now, I will throw no. you into traffic. Like, don't tell me that was Dave Grohl. Wow. So the rest of our trip, we just argued over whether or not it was Dave, Dave Grohl, Grohl because I didn't want it to be Dave Grohl because I didn't get to see him. Ah. She's like, I think it was Dave Grohl. I was like, stop saying it. Like, Googling him on my phone being like, was this the man you saw? Yeah. Look me in my face like <laughs> how sure are you i was so upset so i really hope i didn't but i probably didn't miss dave Grohl. there's still opportunity <laughs> he's still around he's somewhere maybe i'll run into dave Grohl one day and get to tell he's... him how much i like his giant teeth. shop at ralph's on sunset I think really him, yeah. no, the I think rock he and lives roll in virginia i think he's got a place in virginia. sunset in virginia in richmond that's what i was talking about i was wrong <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> what an incredible Fave Five. These were oh, great. Yay. Oh, yeah. yes. Thank Beautiful. you for sharing all this. Mm. Of course. All right. Well, now that we've gone through your Fave Five, I like to kind of take a break and let the listener shine, our Toon yay. Squad shine. So we're going to, if you don't mind, we're going to share a story from Stephanie Landers, who wrote in several different songs. I'm just going to pick the first one that she wrote. She reached out on Twitter and was very excited about a story that I had shared, and so I encouraged her to write in. And this was the song that she chose. Well, when I was a kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi, visit my granny and her antebellum world. This is the Mississippi <laughs> Squirrel Revival. Love it. I know. <laughs> she writes in, this is a silly song, but it's one that reminds me of my great-grandfather. He was one of the happiest people I have ever known, and sometimes we would listen to an old Ray Stevens cassette together, and he would just laugh and laugh till tears were rolling down his face. And he loved this song the best. And every time I think about the Mississippi Squirrel song, I remember him and smile. 
That is so beautiful. That's great. I bet they're from near Mississippi, probably. So this was like his weird out. Yeah. Super cute. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Toon Squad, for sharing. And if you would like to share your story, you can email it in at ytoonshuffle at gmail.com. Brought to you by Your Name Here. Please be a part of the show. Be a part of the show. This is kind of a brain game for us. Think hard. Wonder where. Why? <laughs> it's a little game that we've put together called Band Name or Bar oh, Name. Man. And last week, our guest chose a city, and David has done extensive research I have. on uh, band Got names it. and bar names in the city. And we'll have to decide which one is the band name and which one is the bar name Got in it. this city. Okay. And here we go with band name or bar name, which I have, Maggie Mayfield, been working very hard since 3 a.m. when I got up to use the restroom and looked at I had a text from Maggie saying, oh, no. are you good with band name or bar name? <laughs> I, uh, now I am. Now yeah, not taking a week off through me. <laughs> okay, that? so Steve Bean, who was a guest last, 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 last week's guest. Yes. Steve Bean got to choose, and he chose the uh, city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, Katrina, I want you to think very hard and try to work this out in your brain. You as well, Maggie. Which one is the band name and which one is the bar name in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia? So the first name is Hop Along. Hop (laughs) Along. The second name is Hop Sing Laundromat. Stop it. What? Hop Along. Or hop, sing, laundromat. One of them oh, is a bar club. Okay, One okay, of them okay. Is a I get it. Band. All right. Okay. Is the name of a band. So now Katrina is working it out with a pen and paper. Wait. Hop along. Hop along. And then hop. Or hop, sing, laundromat. One of them is the name of a band. The other is the name of a bar slash club. Now here's what you need to know about David Katrina is that <laughs> he tricks you on purpose. Oh. <laughs> right. But these are the actual names. I've not changed a thing. <laughs> This is hard. This is a really good one. In Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm trying. Here's the thing. Trendy kids love hanging out in things that aren't supposed to be bars. Good thinking. <laughs> Very good thinking. I like, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> what Thank you, the- U of F. <laughs> <laughs> so you think the laundromat could be like a karaoke bar also? Yeah. That's kind of what I thought too. You know then... what I mean? Like when, and they'll like leave one washing machine, but it'll have like IPAs in it. Oh God! <laughs> That's of, what I thought. I ice. thought that too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think like at the same time, the laundromat could be a collection of people. Oh my goodness, that would be a right in Philadelphia. If I said, "Let's go to Hop Along," that sounds like a bar for sure. That's what I thought. Okay, you want to yeah. go see Hop Sing Laundromat? I mean, oh, that's please. Could, let, or honestly, you want to go to Hop Sing Laundromat and I know. see Hop Along? I hope. How does that sentence? I kind of hope Laundromat. Answer is the band. in the sentence. I do too. L- okay. lady, may, may I? Can you answer in the sentence <laughs> the, in the order that you think it is? I want to go have. A drinks at Hop Along to see Hop Sing Laundromat, or do you want to go to Hop Sing Laundromat to see Hop Along? A. Yeah. You want yep. to go to Hop Along uh, yep. to and see Hop and enjoy the music of Hop Sing Laundromat. That's, well, yes. that's what I want to do. Uh, Hop Along, this indie folk rock four-piece, <laughs> owes its striking sound to the voice of Francis Quinlan, which wavers between garagey <laughs> angst and gentle serenades. It could seem silly to label them an up-and-coming band since they released the freshman year LP in 2005, but after singing to Saddle Creek in 2014, signing to Saddle Creek Records in 2014 and releasing the 2015 LP Painted Shut, the group garnered greater attention. Catch them touring with acts like The War on Drugs, Built to Spill, and co-headlining with Animal Collective at the Electric Factory next month. On the other hand... You are tricky. On the other hand, if we were at 1029 (laughs) Race Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we would be at the Hop Sing Laundromat. Stop into the (laughs) semi-hidden haven in Chinatown for prohibition-inspired cocktails accented with a speakeasy vibe. This much-hyped, semi-mysterious spot, patrons line up and down the block for a chance to sample enigmatic 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 owner signature libations (laughs) you can't use cell phones or cameras inside the bar absolutely restricted and they definitely will keep to that policy so enjoy the company of real people and talk 
It is a staple in Philadelphia. If I'm ever in Philadelphia, I'm, I'm going. going to Hop Sing Laundromat. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's, That's crazy. They're Thank you for playing. The- That's so awesome. Name that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they'd let us have a comedy show there. That would be so amazing much for a fun. Let's call and let them know they're going to oh. be on the show and, and that see you're if you not allowed them. to be. You can't even you can't have your, be phone on your phone out. out. Oh my god! What do you mean people are paying attention I was to me? About to say, be like, what else are you going to listen to now? <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay attention to me. If what anybody's else is listening here? and can get us a show at Hop Sing Laundromat, <laughs> we'll yeah. stay at your place on a blow up mattress. So I'm sorry about the thing I said about the washing machine and the IP. <laughs> let us come, please. <laughs> That's great. And so that has been Bar Name or Band Name for episode 34 of iTunes Shuffle. Katrina, your job now is to choose next week's band name or bar name, locale city, anywhere in the world. Uh, Wait, the world or in America? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere you want. Oh. Yeah. I wish I knew more obscure. Uh, I want to pick somewhere in England, but I'm too dumb. You're not dumb. Um, like, I can't I, pick. England is a big place. We can <laughs> That's what I England. mean. Like, I can't pick. Can, Cambridge? Cambridge, can I do that? Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah. Cam- Cambridge, that England. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Smarty Pants here. It sounds here. like a yes. place. Miss Academic. <laughs> well, very, very good. Then we'll be going to Cambridge, England, where we'll be looking at some of the pubs. and Ooh, some, some of the because uh, I feel like they would have groups. some silly names or something. I think it's yeah. a very good choice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so this has been brought to you by M2M Studios coming out to L.A. in August to do their annual real camp. So if you're an actor between the ages of 18 and 1,018, go ahead and contact us at ytuneshuffle at gmail.com, and we'll put you in touch with my stepbrother and extraordinary producer, William Herndon. And you can come down to Envisionate Studios and get your reel all squared away and be involved in a real great professional production and have to chip in some money for it, too, because it costs a little bit of money. But we'll give you a discount. Okay. Nice. That's it. Super awesome. All right. Katrina, back to you. We went through your fave five. We grew we, – I feel like we, I grew up with you. You know, I feel like through your music, we know how you grew up. But now it's 2017. Let's talk about – your guilty pleasure. Okay. <laughs> what is it that you're excited about now that if your friends knew, they'd be like, what? Oh, so this is, I just came on the radio. Like I haven't listened to it in a while. And then it came on the radio. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember being embarrassed about liking the song. I think it's Cascada, but it's that, uh, like if our love is a tragedy, why are you my remedy song? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's just like, I always feel not silly, but like you said, things that just people would be like, you, okay. I did not think you would like that. Also, which, okay, so this isn't, I don't know if this counts as a guilty pleasure, if it's just now it kind of feels like a guilty pleasure, but I used to love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dashboard Confessional. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's guilty. That pop, that's that pop punk we were talking about. Yeah, it's like I, right, like yeah. uh, my first concert was, oh, it's Zed Clarity. Oh, I'm Zed sorry, I'm Clarity. the worst. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, but no, my first concert was Yellow Card at, U- at UNF Whoa. in Whoa. Jacksonville. Whoa. I, well, because they're from uh, Jacksonville, so when they got big, people freaked out. Yellow yeah. cards from Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, well, like, and that's the thing that people in Jacksonville used to, <laughs> so petty and little, like, small townish, but like, Ocean Avenue, that song. Oh, we yeah. have an Ocean Avenue in Jacksonville, but they moved out here when they wanted to pursue, mu- you know what right. I mean, when they started getting bigger. So we were like, that's about our Ocean Avenue. Like, it's not even yeah. so funny. Oh, that's so but, interesting. Yeah. They're, they're, we, they're a very um, religious band. Are they? Yeah. Now? Really? Yeah. Have I been listening to Christian music by accident this whole time? No, they're they're <laughs> they're brilliant, but if you listen closely uh, to their the lyrics of their words, yeah, they're okay. they're uh, deeply religious. Yeah. Well, you're right. There are some yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I didn't stop me. I like No, it. Yeah. like I never just uh yeah. thought about it though. Like yeah. individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good stuff. Man, I used to, yeah, I used to blast some yellow card. Like I went to Warp Tour. That was like the second oh, wow. concert that I went to. And I, but I'm frail and have low blood sugar, so I like blacked out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> really? Uh, what, so you, what happened? Like, did your friends have to take you out? And no, did you leave, I just. Like... Uh, I'm kind of good at blacking out now because I just like faint. It's like <laughs> one of those things, talent. you know. Like, uh, I have those kind of parents that uh, they take you to the doctor about like serious stuff, but there's stuff that they're just like, like me and my mom are always like, you're probably like a little bit more sensitive to like 
uh, sugar than you should be. Like, you probably, <laughs> like, like my mom's like, like I would tell her like, oh, I don't feel good. She'd be like, told you to bring a snack. Like, <laughs> just, like, I was like so I started to black out and just nonchalantly sat Indian style on the ground for no reason. Cause uh-huh. like, I felt like I was going to fall, but oh, I was yeah. embarrassed. So I was like, I'll just sit here and try to collect myself silently, but could not see anything. Like I was completely oh black. Wow. And so then, like, my friend said my eyes were just going like this, like, just opposite directions, but I couldn't see anything. Oh and she's like, gosh. are you okay? And I was like, can I have a drink of your water? Like, tried to just be very calm about the whole thing because I didn't want anyone to freak out and make me leave because I was like, I'm not leaving. No. So, I paid $120 oh for these Oh, my gosh. Tickets. So <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like, I want to see the All-American Rejects and they're not on until four. <laughs> yes, girl. I was get it. Love- Dude, and he does it give you hell? His eyes are so beautiful. What's his name? Tyson or something like that? He was. I had a crush on him for a minute, for sure. <laughs> I was super into that. I love your crush history. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all of your stories. Oh, of course, this is so much fun. You're Thanks for having me. Of course. Mm-hmm. What's your corner of the internet? If there are more questions that new potential fans oh, okay. they want to reach out and um, stalk you online. My name on Instagram and Twitter and all that is Katrina. Savad, S-I-V-A-D. It's just Davis backwards because uh-huh. there's 8 billion Davises. Uh-huh. I Googled sure. Katrina Davis yesterday. There's so many Katrina Davises. Uh. So, yeah, just Katrina Savad and then uh, Katrina Davis Comedy, I think, on Facebook. And I try to post on there more now. On Facebook? On, like, my comedy. I post on, like, my real me Facebook all the time, so I'm trying to post on my comedy Facebook more. Yeah. Try to be a real professional. I was like, you do social media for a living. I know, but I like, I like, but that's the thing is I don't have the patience to build it up on that channel. So I just post to my regular me yeah. and I'm like, stop it, post on your comedy page and then share it. Like yeah. I'm trying to be legit, but I mm-hmm. don't ever, yeah. <laughs> but now I'll like real people that I don't know. I'll like give that. So I'm like, Oh, I have to like put it yeah. on there because people that I don't know for real might actually see it. Isn't so. that something? I know it's weird. That's amazing. Well, thank you for being on the show. You were so you. such a bundle of joy. Just, oh, absolutely. Great, great songs, great person. <laughs> Best of luck with the career. Thanks. <laughs>